When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We wear caps and sleeves at this level, son. Understood? Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the California Penal League Podcast. Uh, I am Steve. With me, as always, is Chris and Fabs. And we are coming at you today after game 11 uh, of the season, uh, one in which... The Guardians defeated New York Yankees uh, 3-2 to two and uh, did it in bizarre fashion, given that nobody in the lineup got a hit except for your beloved catcher, Mike Zunino, and <laughs> Miles Straw. Uh, and and so, as, as we did. scripted. Yes, yeah. they eked out in literal, like, they literally eked out three runs to beat the oh, Yankees. Oh, and apparently... So, um, Seven women got knocked out at the Barstool New York branch uh, as they were furiously watching this game this afternoon. <laughs> these poor interns. When will they oh, learn? My, yeah. With all those like just, all those smelly dudes uh sitting on like a, a recliner in like the barstool yeah. office just screaming like animals. Oh, yeah. that, is, that is one of the most like just there's nothing about those stuff. videos. I hate it. That that makes it look fun. Nothing. No, and we we talked about this last episode. It it's telling a generation of like guys who are like twenty six to thirty one. It's okay to neglect everything in your life because hanging with your dudes and sports is like the only thing that matters, and you need to take it very seriously. And you should right. get on yeah. every sports experience you ever. Game eleven of the of. MLB series or of the MLB season is the most important thing ever. On right. a Monday make sure to, in April. Make sure to put your fist through a wall because you lost yeah. on April 10th. Right. That's <laughs> yeah. So that's so that's, that's where we're at. That's where we're coming at you. And I think uh, uh, well, the well, speaking form- of punching things though, there is one man who has the right to punch things today. Mr. James Karen Jack. Dude. That eighth inning. Holy cow, by the way. That had me. Yeah, he, I'm not gonna lie. He's, I love his, he's like, certainly like fists he, of he fury has, after. He, yeah, he's gotten like very animated on the mound this season. Oh my gosh! I I read yeah. a conspiracy uh, theory that based on just like how people in Ohio's health typically trends, that Bailey's is actually partnered with a bunch of the health uh, providers. To not provide access to these late inning games to help uh, <laughs> preventative medicine for Guardian fans. Either that, well, at, I mean, either that, or no, it's like there would be like, if anything, it would be a conspiracy to like work with Bally's or so, or the team or or the league or something to like get more patients into the Cleveland Clinic to like. <laughs> drive up revenue because of all these extra inning games. There's some conspiracy there. That's true. There's that. Yeah. You know what I'm? Yeah. You see what I'm getting at? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, we're going to talk about it. There's way too many 
Way too many. I, and I don't know. I don't know if that's normal because I haven't, I haven't really been watching other, any other games. So I don't, maybe every team is extra innings every day. I don't think they are. I think so. Well, <laughs> no, no. And that's, yeah, that yeah. I, we will touch on that. Trust me. This episode, we will touch on the uh, number of close games thus far. So what we are going to do as a format uh, is just kind of go into, um, we'll say five, but you know, I don't even know if I have five, but we'll do our five five good things and you know five things we like and five bad things, five things we don't like uh, this early in the season. So there's already some trends I would say that are starting to pop up. Some things are emerging, yeah. I, I will you know. say, though, for a lot of this, we could use the crutch of it's early, good yeah. and bad. We need to provide yeah. you content. And some but opinions. we need to provide content. <laughs> so, and there are yes. some little, there are some serious concerns and some serious things to be excited about. And there are some well, things that I, <laughs> and we know we will probably look foolish on most of these. Like they might completely turn, oh, turn just, around. I'm just sure. like our, uh, just like the bets we did this last I, year. Yeah, like the bets that we the over under episode a couple. Oof. You know, we did a. a yeah, week I'm already, and a half. I'm already rethinking some of those. Are oh you rethinking God. the yeah, Zach Cusack one yet? I'm rethinking <sighs> the over under ten and a half starts seven. I'm rethinking of Tristan Thompson's 17 wins. Unless, unless he. Or, you know, or Tristan goes, McKenzie. Yeah. Yeah. Or Tristan um, Thompson. Yeah. Tristan McKenzie going, unless he goes 17 and four or something. Yeah. Oh, I'm definitely rethinking Josh Bell hitting over 30 homers. I don't know if that's happening. Yeah. I'm not quite sure, but we can talk about him. Um, so yeah, yeah. we'll have time real, to recap that later. Yeah. Uh, Chris, did, was there something you wanted to say before we got into it? Oh, just that. Just what I just said. Of, oh, okay. It's early. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there are things to be excited about, but there are some concerns. Okay. But in the grand scheme of things, 11 games. Sorry, Tampa Bay fans, if anyone's listening, a 10-game, 10-0 streak to start the year does not win you the World Series yet. Although I wouldn't be opposed to that either, if the if it can't be the Guardians. Yeah, it can't be the Guardians. I'll take yes, this could be the year they finally 7, put it together. 7,000 of their fans... All 7,000 of their fans deserve another World Series. And I mean that. And they I never won one. They also have Come on, man. They still got, they, they, they deserve the one. I, I'm, you know I'm not denying title. that. I'm not denying that. They have a weird number of titles, though, for it's, they're one of those annoying Florida cities, you know, like, like Miami, mm. where it's like mm-hmm. they have four or five championships in the last 20 years. The Buccaneers have two Super Bowls for some reason. The Lightning, the Lightning have like three championships or three. Yeah, right. So it's right. just kind of like, okay, enough. Like, give it to yeah, a right. sad, yeah. pierogi-loving, cold town in Ohio. Except know, for yeah. Chicago. Oh, oh, I thought you were going to say the Midwest. I'm sorry. I was like, there's no, no. some Midwest teams that don't deserve it either. I would give it to the Bears. I wouldn't be opposed to them. That's a sad sack. And I like Justin Fields. That's a sad Here's my hot take. Here, you want to hear my quick hot take on the Bears? Sure. Worst to first, dude. I would not be surprised. That dude, is not that division, dra- yeah, that division is butt. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah, a I could see it. so bad, and like they have I some really good weapons. Yes, yeah, what they've been doing up there looks it looks fun. They it does. they were fun when they let him rip when they let Fields rip last year. Oh. They were pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So okay. Um, all right, so uh, I'll start. I'll do. I'll do my five good. I'll just kind of throw them out there. All right. right. And we can, we, you know, we can 
go off in any direction or I know a lot of these will overlap so we can, yeah. we can go anywhere, anywhere you guys want to talk more. So I'll just give you my five things real quick. Um, my five good, uh, my, my number one thing is winning by any means necessary. I think that's the most important thing here. It's, I, you know, we were just talking about, you know, people who I think look a little too heavily into things 11 games in and look at trends look at guys struggling being like, what the hell's going on here? Um, and think not, you know, keeping the big picture in mind, but like, it's never a bad thing to be seven and four no. on April 10th. So, and that's given some of the guys that are struggling, the things that are happening in the rotation now playing four extra inning games, um, that which were four to, to, and oh, and by the way, Oh Yeah. I did see a crazy stat that Cleveland as a city is like undefeated in overtime in like going back to like sometime last fall. Yeah, like it's some crazy games. I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Really? That's wild. And, and also there's that progressive field magic where it seems like the guardians slash Indians walk it off like every other game. There is that magic. And, it, and last year really did come back. It was, that was missing. You know, we, would saw, talk, we talk about the dark. We stat. talk about the dark years. Yeah, in the, uh, in the uh, early aughts, and and uh, in the teens, there there were some dark times. But uh, it's it's. I'd have Lord. to dig it up. I'd it's have to back. dig it up though. But there was like a stat that like Progressive Field has some like ridiculous outlier amount of walk off wins in its life. I'd have to find it, it, but it was a really cool stat that it was like, yeah. like it has like a disproportionate amount of walk-offs compared to any other park. It, it's kind of strange. Um, so anyway, so winning by any means necessary, it's like, look, you're never going to have everything clicking all at once to start a season. So it's great to just be friggin' seven and four, having played the Mariners twice uh, and uh, starting a series against the Yankees. Even if you lose the next two, you, you still took one. Um, Second thing, uh, Shane Bieber is Shane Bieber. Um, especially considering what the hell's going on with the rotation right now, we the Guardians need him to be the Shane Bieber that he is. And it didn't look like it in that first inning when he got rocked, but of course he, of course he settles down and shuts them down for the next six innings and gives up only five total hits, which I think he gave up three or four in the first. He gave yeah three. Three. Like three in the first. Yeah. That was like a total Justin Verlander postseason experience where it's like they got to him early. He's cut. And then it's like, just nah, heals and he gets bigger and stronger and faster. And you're like, oh, shit, we should have got to him more. <laughs> yeah. Two yeah. runs wasn't enough. Where like if you couldn't knock him out in the first, that's it. You're only getting the two and it's then a, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that exactly. was some true ace. That was some true ace stuff. And like his stats this year are. It's kind of getting to that point where I'm like, yeah, I don't, you know, if he, if he does this all year, sayonara, because he hasn't given up a home run yet. And his FIP is like 198. Like nobody is hitting him. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. So he's having a ridiculous start to the year, which they certainly need um, to just like bolster that, that rotation. But look, never hurts to say your ace is kicking ass to start the year. So uh, that's all good stuff. Um, oh, also my fourth thing was going back to the winning by any means. And you brought this up, Fabs. 
I know it's crazy early, but it never hurts to have the tiebreaker against Seattle. So thinking ahead, you never know where the season's going to go, but um, it's nice to have that in your back pocket on the off chance that you need it come October. That was exactly Um, what I was thinking yesterday as we were. uh, That was like a big game going back and forth with them. I was annoyed of how like all in on that game I was on on Easter Easter Sunday. We're done. We're done with the Mariners after after that game was over. Oh, God. Yes. (laughs) I was too, Fabs. I, I like. I feel you, man. It's great that I feel that way about there. Oh, there, yeah. was, there have been years where I'm like, I don't know if Milton Bradley can keep up these numbers, guys. And then he does it. <laughs> and then he, or sure like, enough, yeah. or you talk, or it's like, uh, you know, even going up to like 2016, you. That was always the big. Up until 2016, that was the knock on the offense every year. It was like this lineup kind of sucks. Yeah. And it was always you. You always felt like, what is going on here with with this lineup construction? There, it's like not bottom of the barrel, but like it's pretty close. And or it was, boy, I hope Francisco Lindor can hit a three run homer, and that's about it. So now, what's and then he'd great? get up, and then he'd get up in that situation and press. Exactly. Yeah, he would, and some Ryan Garko magic. I mean, we've all been I have there, a man. hot take on Ryan Garko. Don't even get me started on that. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. It's not really all that big of a hot take, but he wasn't terrible. He wasn't, no. I he just... was a very serviceable first baseman. Yeah, very. And uh, we, we, having I feel to like rely we got... on Ryan Garko, you're, oh, you're no, not no. going to have a good season. No, no. But if if he could have slotted into, like, the sixth uh, He was on the, the like, ALCS roster, you know. But if he if he, he slots was. into like the six or seven spot in the lineup, and he hits you twenty home runs, and he hits, I mean the dude hit two seventy two eighty normally. Dude, he, do you want to yeah, know? He's a great you, seventh seventh hole guy. Yeah. You want to know something about Ryan Garko? He had a career one hundred six OPS plus. Nice. That's yeah. and in yeah. two thousand nine with um with the Indians at the time. I don't know. I, he must have got. I can't remember if he got traded. I guess he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he uh, traded to the Giants that year, dude. So <clears throat> th- here's the reason why he got traded. That year is was his best season. He had a 120 OPS plus with Cleveland. He hit 285, 362 on base. Uh, <laughs> some crazy noise just came up. An ad, sorry. Uh, and had 11 homers and 239 at bats. So he had he had like a pretty good slash line. But what was like his like yearly average? If I had a guess, it was probably like two seventy two batting average, probably twenty two home runs, eighty one RBI, on base of probably three three forty. <laughs> Dude, you're you're sick. It's here's was here was his average. 275, 347 on base, 19 homers, 87 RBIs. All right. You were like, like you like, nearly like. And I wasn't even looking, exact. obviously. Oh, that's crazy. Uh he was very very serviceable. And like I, yeah, honestly, he was. I, the Garco I, corner. I, I can't believe we're talking about Ryan Garco today. I never would have thought. Uh, this is a turn I didn't I didn't foresee. Uh okay. 
going back to the lineup and talking about yeah. Ryan Garko, uh, but well, here's here's the point: is like the reason that like a game like the Easter Sunday game against the Mariners was so fun was because this is a lineup now where like they never are out of it. No, even if they can't, they can't hit homers for the life of them. But <laughs> you, I, that will change. Yeah, will yeah, change. that will, but, that will. But you bring but up you, something. Yeah. In that, I can't remember who I was saying this to now. And if it was you guys, stop me quickly and, and remind me that it was. But two years, maybe three years back, we'd get down two, three runs. And I just got this feeling, you know, this sinking feeling in my stomach. Oh, shit, it's over. This lineup can't muster that much. That's an insurmountable, yeah. you know, outcome to, like to 2018 yeah yeah swept by the astros yeah i just felt like we couldn't like it, we had to be ahead yes and i've been holding that for the last couple of years still and i'm telling myself this year even last year i was telling myself snap out of it man like this team is different mm-hmm. they're gonna small ball it and as long as it's not the ninth inning and we're down by eight we got a chance I think it was that first series in Chicago last year where I noticed the difference because they came back in like two of those games. Cause like one yeah. was like a Bieber start and they were down like five to two and they came back. And I don't know if that was the same one as the Naylor game where he had like the, you know, that was a different RBIs. one. We were recording during the Naylor game. Yeah. Okay. That right. Naylor game was, was later in the season too. It was so great. Yeah, something like so. There was, there was, yeah, I'm getting it mixed up, but I remember there was like what well, first series in Chicago where I think they were down like five to two or something, and it may, might have been a Bieber start. And I remember they came back because I checked my phone and I was like, oh, yeah, hello. And then it just sort of, you know, snowballed from there. But, but, um, but yeah, so that's, I mean, that, that, you know, and okay, so that leads into my next thing is like one of my other good things has been Will Brennan. You know, mm-hmm. he's a guy, he's a guy that's, very quickly pushing Oscar Gonzalez out of playing time because he puts fantastic yeah. at bats together. Yeah. And gets it done. There's no slouch in the outfield either. Yeah, dude, you could conceivably have, if he played enough time, you could have three gold glovers out. If all things well, went. Well, I don't, dory. I don't remember if I said this in an episode that we recorded or not, but it reminds me of that, uh, outfield that the Red Sox had, four or five years ago with Mookie Betts where they literally had just three center fielders out there roaming. It was mm-hmm. Mookie, Jackie Bradley. And then who was the other one? doesn't matter who it was, but they just had three center field type dudes out there. Mm-hmm. That who just won a world series. That was, yeah, yeah. It was that world series team. Yeah, it was just like yeah, most holy cow, like random. Okay, like yeah, they're yeah, they're typical random. Like that's a way to build an outfield right there. Yeah, I could buy into that. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things where none of them (laughs) between Will Brennan, Miles Straw, and and, uh, Stephen Kwan, they might hit a grand total of twenty homers. Yeah, I was gonna say. I don't even know if that's possible. No, no, I would say twenty. Because what did what did Kwan have last year? Six. Yeah, six. yeah. So oh, six man. as he's as he learns the the pitchers a little bit more, that number creeps then. up. Dude, all right. Here's your over under. Here, yeah. Here's your over under. 
13 18. homers, 13 oh. homers oh. over under between Quan, Straw, and Brennan this year. I'll take the over under. I'm going oh, yeah? to write that over. down. I'm taking the over and I'm writing that down. Add that as a. I'm going under. I'm going under. I don't. I'm a sick puppy. (laughs) I don't think it's happening. You said Brennan. Do you know how furious if this is the year the Guardians win the World Series in our fucking outfield (laughs) combines for under 20 home runs? How (laughs) just mad people will be at us. We're a modern dead ball era team. I love it. It's it defies all logic. It really does. But not but not really because when you look at the way they do it, it's smart baseball, it's good base running, it's timely hitting, it's putting the ball in play, getting on base through a walk. Like the crazy thing is like people are pissed just because their their team isn't doing it. That's really yeah. all it is. I mean, it's it's, it's just yeah, I, it's the Anderson Verjao effect. Yes. You know, right, back right, in the right, day right. when Verrigal was way, flopping before that was a thing, every other team hated him. But it's like, you darn know well if they had somebody who was doing that too, he would have been a cult hero for them. And right. it's also the same, it's the same when you watch the Yankees and you're like, God, I wish my team had like four guys who could hit 35, 40 homers. Like, that'd be cool too. Yeah, that would be you cool. Know, it, I mean, it's so. just, we listen, in life, we all get advice that we know we should follow. And we know we do things that, like, our life could be better if we just weren't stubborn. And we see that in baseball. Your team could be better if when everyone shifts, leaving you the wide open left field or right field, you just hit a dribbler, like, instead of trying to go with your game, pull the ball, pull the ball. Like, play the game that's in front of you and play the percentages. And I just feel like, People got so fixated on the like the trajectory, the, the yeah. launch angle, and it's just there is no other. It, right now, there is just no other form of baseball for for like ninety percent of the league that is acceptable to them, and it, they just get so irrationally mad at teams like the Guardians. And I don't even can't even name another team that's like them. So I'm just going to say teams. I'm sure there's like one or two other teams that play similar small ball. But like they don't play as as well as the Guardians, but they just get so irrationally mad when it's like, no, like we don't have home run hitters. Like, wh- like wh- why would we be like going for launch angle stuff when we literally don't have the fucking guys who can get home runs? But you know, we do have a bunch of great defensive outfielders, a bunch of really fast outfielders who can steal bases, a bunch of guys who can get on base at a high percentage, a bunch of guys who make contact and extend at bats at a high percentage at a time where starting pitchers get pulled earlier and earlier and there aren't a whole lot of teams that have great bullpens. So yeah, like that is a recipe for success. It's a novel. It's a pretty novel concept when you're like, well, what if we just had an entire lineup of guys who make contact Yeah, and and we just go from there? (laughs) Like, I mean, that's like, that's about it. It, it's strange that nobody else really thinks, thinks about it in that way. in that context and it's not you such know. a bizarre um, – you're not playing such a weird, bizarre average game. With It's not like you're doing something where you need it – like you need it to stretch over the course of 162 games because within each of the games, those percentages play themselves out in terms of extending at-bats, getting pitchers out sooner, which actually lends itself nicely to the postseason. 
So like it, it's yeah. not a thing where it's like this only works in a regular season. This can't possibly work in the postseason. The only the only downside in the postseason is you're going up against number ones and number twos more frequently. That's so there's true, that there's a, there's the, also, there's the, the chance to run into those buzzsaw, you know, starting pitchers. Totally, which is kind of what happened to us. I mean, it's kind of what happened last year, though. Mm-hmm. It is. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we we had to be in the wild card. We lost our two best pitchers. When they pitched, they were lights out against the Yankees, but we only got to use them twice, and we had a chance to have a bullpen game, which would have favored us. And then there was a inexplicable rainout that happened, and then we had to start a pitcher who hadn't pitched in like ten days, which <laughs> like is on the road. again, not to beat a dead horse. But all the more reason why to get tiebreakers with teams that will presumably be there in contention at the end of the year. There you go. Exactly. So, just start getting those games now so you, you might not have to be in that first. Because the advantage of not being just going straight to the divisional is yeah. huge. You get to yeah. have Shane Bieber two times in, in a five-game series. I like those odds. Exactly. So, all right, the, la- the the last thing I have as far as good things, which I'm sure you guys uh, have as well, is uh, Miles Straw, baby. I think that's probably, that's probably the most glorious thing that's happened to this team to start the year, honestly. Uh, aside from, like, Ramirez, I think his hitting, his hitting streak got snapped tonight. But Straw, you know, for all the BS he took, Rightfully so. I mean, for all the stuff he took last year, having like a historically bad offensive season, like statistically probably the worst starter in baseball last season from an offensive perspective. Oh, he was last season, I getting back in Mr. Um, 3000. It was bad. <laughs> it was, it was grotesque. Like it was like, they were like, we've never seen er- like stats like this in the stat cast era. Like nobody um, has ever hit like this. No, I thought there was, I thought there was, hold on. Uh, who it was. The, I don't know, man. I don't know. There was, um, he was, he was the only guy with that many at bats and I had a home run, obviously. Oh, well stuff like that. Yes. But, but there was like, genuinely, I thought there was, I thought there was I think another, like Owen Miller wasn't far behind either. Yeah. Like, Owen like Miller's his, April and May were the only thing that saved his season from being truly, truly bad. Yeah. So if you're gonna you go ahead and look that up, but um Miles it was Kevin Pilar. Year. I thought Kevin Pilar had a comp a comparably terrible season as a starter. Well I thought. <laughs> great company to be. I mean, I like Kevin Pilar, but like uh, you know, great company to be in. So it was bad. Let's just leave it at that. But this season, uh, I mean, really it's it's you know, a 458 batting average with balls in play is not sustainable. Like, that's ridiculous. Uh, but, you know, ride the mile straw train as much as you can, especially given that he has the speed to steal, like, 40 bases this year. So, um, it's just good to see. You know, it's just nice to see him bounce back and, you know, get on a good note early. And, and you know, I think, like, yeah. last year he got in his head really quick. And I think he just got himself dug into a hole he couldn't get out of. And it's well, nice to see him, you know, kind of wipe the slate clean. 
Well, you just touched on two of my things that have me excited so far on the season in that last sentence there. It's Straw and the stolen bases, both that he's accumulating and the team. We're already up to 18 stolen bases in the season. Like, with our brand of baseball and going station to station and running from first, and to, you know, going from first to third, you know, I really thought that, you know, straw, that, that straw getting held up at third on Mike Zanino's ground rule double could have bit us in the butt, too. Because I'm kind of just sitting there like, let's get one more. Let's play one right. more. Get up by two. I like two better than one. Mm-hmm. But that base running, you know, and, and we have so many good, good, fast runner, you know, guys who on the base paths. And then we have smart runners, too. Like Jose. Yeah. He's Jose's really not winning, sure. winning yeah. any, you know, kind of sprint. But he's smart on the bases. I mean, he's, yes, he like won that game against Seattle. Like, yeah, he thought yeah. A little dribbler. Yeah, that, whew. That was, yeah, again, the way that we won that game was amazing. Um, And Steve, like the one thing about Straw that you didn't mention is that's now giving the top of the lineup opportunities. Mm -hmm. That's how Quan has eight RBIs already. Exactly. You know, Quan, like Quan could theoretically have probably 75, 80 RBIs on the season this year. Easily. Mm Mm-hmm. What you, I mean, I don't remember what he did last year, but I think he had like 40, 50, maybe for, no, maybe 47 or something like that. I can't, I can't 52 remember. RBI last year. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's, you know, all, I mean, he should, if he can play the same amount of games this year, he should shatter that total from last well, year. Well, even like, even tonight against the Yankees that he came up with, I think the, Bases lo- or guys he on second, did. third, the bases loaded at one point. You know, he came up. He came up with yeah, ru- at least some runners on. He's got I think that was that inning where he had the chances. bases. I think that was that one where we got that second run and bases were loaded with one out. Yeah, he's coming up with guys on base all the time. So yeah, I could totally see. It's an awesome, a huge, awesome. You know, uh, difference than last year. Yeah. Um, all right, what else? What else is on your excitement? I'm gonna, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll hit the other similarity that we had, and that's Bieber. Um, dude is like today. Today was just the perfect example of what Shane Bieber gives to you. That was an ace like outing. He didn't have mm-hmm. it the first two, even like I'm trying to remember the first two innings certainly, but he. He got us through. Like I mean, he 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 was just like, "Fuck it, I'm going to carry the team today," mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's what he did. And that's what your ace is supposed to do. I know you said if he keeps it up the, the rest of the season, that that ship has sailed. I'm I'm still holding out like the slightest of hope that maybe somehow, some way, like the front office is like, "All right, you got this year." Next year, arbitration years, and they just go, we're going to give you an $80 million three-year deal or something like that mm-hmm. and buy out his first two years of free agency. Still a young dude when he 
reaches free agency for the first time. We'll see. It's probably going to take something north of 25, you know, a year to probably sign him. I don't think he quite gets to 30, but man, that'd be awesome to, to lock him up for a couple more years. And mm-hmm. uh, he, he's showing you why he's right. going to get that money. Yep. Oh, yeah. I, I, I shudder to think where we'd be without him. And and the funny thing was, we lost his two first starts. Like, right. and he pitched well. Like, we lost those games. <laughs> right, right. We only like, win games that Plesak pitches for some reason. Yeah, yeah. Plesak, <laughs> Plesak can go out and give, you know, six runs in the first. And That's be all right, that buddy. Game. We'll, like, we'll pick you up. Don't worry. We got you. Yeah, no, we no, got no. We got you, bud. We got you, bud. <laughs> um, it is an interesting. That's that's an interesting like going forward thing, though. If so, like, what happens if you you know Gavin Williams comes up next year? Mm-hmm. He's still a Bieber. Yeah, BB pitches this year, and they just they fucking suck. They're just they're just shitty. Which I would regresses. almost expect. I would almost and, expect that from B, uh, Bibby and Williams to when they come okay. up. But yeah, but but like the whole thing is you're spending all this money in an uncharacteristic way to extend all this young core. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do about the pitching? Right. Because he is like I, I all I think we all assume McKenzie's just going to continue to progress. I think he will. I'm not super worried yeah. about him. But like that's one that's one starter. Like yeah. If, if the well, rest I think, of you guys I think, are going to be like, you're going to have Cal, something. I think Cal's a solid three, four type. Right, but you um, need, you need two he's, front he's of the line guys force. if you're going. Well, to yeah, be, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, at minimum, I would even love yeah. Cal to be our fourth. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be awesome if Cal was our fourth. If like Bibby or Williams slots but into that, the two or three spot. To your point, though, I think. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing giving me hope of like maybe there's an extension where it's like, hey, we need to we don't know what we have with these young guys. We need two more years to figure it out with Espino, like with Logan Tiao. We yeah. we have four or five guys we think can be like two fifths if we're lucky, four fifths, and then you have uh, McKenzie, and you're you're fine. But two fifths of a great rotation. And we need, we just need the time with Bieber. So let's just throw a shitload of money at him for so, a couple of years. So Bieber's going to turn 28 at the end of May. So then. He'll be 29 when he's a free agent. 29 into his th- age 33 season. Becoming 30. There's, yeah. n- there's no reason. Or yeah, yeah, into his 30. There's no reason why he couldn't sign that two year extension and then head into free agency heading. You know, starting the year at thirty-two, heading into his age thirty-three season, right? I, I you and still I've gets, always said he two still years gets it with five a, two more years. Yeah, f- two more. That's it. I'm not looking for the. You know, I'm not looking. And I think eighty million dollars is doable. You know, yeah, I agree. Especially if, like, the only other guy you're realistically going to need to extend is going to be Quan. And we even talked about that last episode. It's not Quan and McKenzie. Quan and McKenzie, and and I think McKenzie. No offense to him, but. The injuries are going to hurt him. Yeah. The injuries are going to be like, look, dude, we'll give you a six year mm-hmm. deal, but it's going to be at 15 a year. Mm-hmm. Because, like, what you're doing right now is you are very, very specifically setting up a five year window for your team. Obviously, I know all these deals are a little bit longer. So your hope is Valara, Valara, yeah, yeah. Noel, like some of these, those Bonilla, guys, extended, they all start coming up. 
and then it's just like, okay, they this is an actual nine-year window. Eight, nine but, years, yeah. But you have a very specific five-year window with like yes. a lot of known entities. And it doesn't make any sense to not have an ace, which you already have on your staff. So that's the only, like just the logic of like the business tells me like, I think there's still a chance. I know it's not probably, I would say le- it's like less likely to happen than it being likely, but there there hasn't been any smoke about a trade, which no, with the guardians, there won't be, there, there won't almost, be. There almost always is though. Like with Lindor, with the yeah. guys we know are going to be high priced. It's like, okay, this guy's going to be shipped out at some point. Um, so I, but to, to fit the model, what they're doing, it tells me like they, they think there's going to, there's got to be something that's going to be their ace. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree. And, and Fabs actually, you're, you're really diving into my other, um, thing that I'm excited about. And, I, and this is something that you brought up earlier this week, but it's like, it's those guys that we have extended that we have identified as our core. They're all performing. Yeah. Guys that we also want and hope that the front office extends. You know, especially Quan and McKenzie, I think are the, and probably Cal too, to some degree. But let's even just say like, what we probably have between Akron and, and Columbus, we have 12 starting pitchers that are either in our bullpen right now in the rotation in Columbus, in the rotation in Akron, if three of those guys pan out and are studs like we all think they could be or top of the rotation pitchers like we think they could be, right? we're going to be like, what do we do with this other these other guys that oh, are, right. you know, like we're going to have a good problem. Yeah, and that's I why, again, that and, and like that's why I say I'm, I'm, I'm you know, kind of tying it back to Beaver or Bieber, um, two years, like two years is nothing, you know, beyond or three years beyond this year. Um, well, also nothing. when you laid out, I, I, so I was listening to our podcast, uh, last week's mm-hmm. episode, check it out. And, um, you were laying out, uh, Steve had you look up the actual deal for Jimenez and it doesn't yeah. get super pricey. No. So like years, like four and five, which gives us like one or two yeah. wiggle room years with Bieber where Jimenez isn't making like any money. He's making like under $12 million. And theoretically with Blazer taking over the team in the coming years. And the Dolans have shown that they were willing to spend um, mm-hmm. at times too, but with a minority owner taking on more responsibility, presumably because this is what Blazers' second year with the t- the club. Yeah, yeah, I got announced last year. So, I think this is his first like official year. I think this is the first official, but I think it was like starting last year. But so we'll say a year and a half. You would think that by years three and four, he would take on more responsibilities if the plan's a five year plan for him to start buying out the Dolans. Doesn't get into the, right. the the Bieber contract too much because that'll be done by the time he would take over. But you would have to think that look, I don't want to come into this situation that's going to be blah. Get get that you know. I, I guess what I'm trying to say in so many words is let's just freaking extend Bieber. Come on, 
please. Just for a little bit. <laughs> just two more years after 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 his current deal. It made me feel a lot better. Yeah, that, I would. That and I would love if there was a press, dual press conference. We're extending Bieber two more years, and we've extended Quan. I just like cool, cool. Like I, I'll buy six. Do you have a six pack of jerseys? Yeah, for your extension. It's like I'll just yeah. here's seven hundred dollars. Just like send them. Here's my address and like print them, please. Yeah. All right. Um, and I have one other thing that I'm very excited about. Um, and it's been the bullpen. Um, it, it at the start of the season, you know, we were kind of questioning some things, especially because, you know. Gaddis was sliding into the starting rotation because of McKenzie's injury. And now, you know, it's either probably going to be Xavier Curry on Wednesday or Peyton Battenfield getting the start. So there were some kind of questions at the tail end. I mean, Class A, Stefan, uh, Karen Check, Delo Santos, and Sandlin, we all kind of, and, and Eli Sandlin. Morgan, like we all knew the guys who were going to make up the bullpen, but there were one or two spots opened up. Tim Heron's been awesome. Um, you know, his, his debut was so fun. Just, just so fun. And he's, he struggled that mm-hmm. one outing. Um, but overall, I love what they're doing with the bullpen. It's been super fun. And that kind of piggybacking off, my last thought of, well, you're going to have all these starters. What do you do with them? You're going to be able to stick some of these guys in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. And it's again, where Cody Morris's life might yeah. go. Oh yeah. I think Cody Morris is once he gets healthy, he is destined for that bullpen. He's going to be, yeah. he's going to, he's going to fill that Brian Shaw role. Mark my words. He doesn't, he's, he's not an, oh, no overpowering, you know, pitcher, but I can see him filling that Brian Shaw role. Well, you could probably get a little more giddy up on that on any of his pitches. Well, I mean, any, only has to go any of these p- starting pitchers who live in the, on average, you know, the lower 90s. Yeah, mid 90s for an inning, inning and a half, two innings mm-hmm. at most, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, you should be able to, to get a little bit more. All, All right, right Fabs, um, anything? So before we get into our, our areas of concern... Uh, top five yeah. already talked about the core. Quan Jimenez Ramirez, they're all delivering. Quan Jimenez continues to develop and impress me. They're so young and they're just so good. And I already like I already trust them in every situation. Um, yeah, you just mentioned the bullpen; it's been really solid. It's going to continue to get better because it's, it's going to get healthier. So that's yes. that's something that's exciting. And Karen Check seems to—he's a psychopath. And like we've we've talked about this, he's you need he's a psychopath, a psychopath but he's the best kind of psychopath. Yeah, exactly. You need a psychopath that's not a starter. You don't need a Trevor Bauer. You need a bullpen psychopath where it's just like you, that guy can disappear for ten days, and it, it's like okay, cool. Is he <laughs> the old Den- Dennis Rodman in Vegas thing. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, like, we don't he know where he's been. To, <laughs> he seems to be struggling less with the pitch clock, which is great. Yeah. It's. We we knew that was going to be an issue for him. So, uh, but yeah, that's optimism. We've beaten some good opponents. Obviously, yes. not counting the A's, but you won the series against. Uh, you won the season series against um, the Mariners, and by all accounts, it's going to be Mariners, maybe Angels. I never know if they're for real. 
I hope so for Shohei Otani and Trout, but we all know the deal with that team. Um, and uh, and then the Astros. So I, I'm very excited about that. We beat the Yankees today. Um, so, you know, it hasn't just been terrible opponents, which is sign for optimism. Will Brennan, he's coming up clutch. He's, you know, everything we wanted uh, Naquin to be. And I just like really enjoy, I, I just like that we have, we lo- I like that we have a bunch of backup options upon backup options because we've had years where you have a guy like Oscar Gonzalez and it's still early in the year and he hasn't looked terrible or anything like that, but he also hasn't like blown the roof off the building. Um, but where it's like, okay, Oscar Gonzalez, he's going to be our guy of the future. Like it's him mm-hmm. and this other guy. And then it just like doesn't materialize in a way mm-hmm. like they're either average or they underperform Framil. or they get, yeah, they get injured. Um, so it, it's really great that we, we just have such a stable of young talent. And then my last thing is Miles Straw. Like we already knew, you know, how good he is as a defender. Um, we were fairly certain his offense couldn't get worse. Um, and also I want to put like, I want to give Zunino a little love. Um, mm, yeah. Forgot what it's like to have a catcher can hit the ball. So that's pretty exciting. Um, and it, it does, it makes, the the back part of our lineup no longer just a an inning where you can go fill up your drink and go to the bathroom, yeah. knowing that it's going to be a quick one. Mm-hmm. What is Zunino up to? A three twenty batting average, guys. That's incredible. Damn, I, I would take two twenty after what we suffered yeah. through the last couple right, of years. Yeah, yeah man, right. I know that's never going to last, but like that is not sustained. I mean, the man had three tri- three doubles today. Yeah, I like the extra walk. base hits and the power is like where where I'm at because dude, if you he, if you got yeah. 20 doubles and 20 homers out of Zanino this year, you, you'll you'll dude dude I, I would, like I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna backtrack on the that number of let's see how many he's got five doubles already in one home run one homer I'll say this yeah scale that home run total back down to even 15. <clears throat> Yeah, if he gets fifteen home runs and twenty doubles, and then there's a, a June call up for Bo Naylor, and Bo Naylor starts <clears throat> to to rake a little bit too, you know, Zanino's probably going to not be playing much more well, than you know, probably 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 four starts a week, right? You know, he's he a ba- four, you know what's interesting though. It's what's interesting though is that Zanino could eventually become even a DH option occasionally. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and same with Bo. Same you know, with Bo. Bo can slip in there too. That that flexibility is going to be nuts. Fabs brought up, you know, Oscar Gonzalez. I honestly think Oscar Gonzalez's role on this team in the future is as DH, but he's got to prove it. You know, he. I mean, we're talking three, four years from now, if. He can show that he can play. I think that's where his role is. Which, not to steal any thunder, but I'm going to dive into my concerns. And Oscar Gonzalez, Oscar Gonzalez, and Josh Bell are kind of, kind of, kind of uh, lumped together here. But <clears throat> as is the whole team, the lack mm-hmm. of power so far has been a little worrisome. I know we're not playing in the best of weather right now. It's cold. Again, it's early. So, like, I know that that over the course of the season, this is probably going to correct itself. But you kind of would hope that, you know, maybe Bell can show a little bit. Oscar Gonzalez can show a little bit. 
you have to start to wonder maybe is Oscar Gonzalez showing us the other side of the coin of what he is and that last year was the good, this year's the bad, and he's probably somewhere in the middle. Um, we were also talking about Mike Zanino. Love the offense. But the wild pitches. Ooh. Um, it does make me long a little bit for um, some of the catchers that we had had in the past. Roberto Perez, mm-hmm. um, Austin Hedges. Not so much with their bats, because like we just said, taking 220 over the season from Zanino would be a huge upgrade. Um, so so that's another area, a little bit of concern. Um, I also would like to win a few more games than by a single run. That's tough. That's, yeah, that's like, really, really tough. Right on the now. It's not a big deal. <laughs> not it's not a big deal right now. We are four and two in one run games. Yeah. Now, granted, we've only played eleven games. I did not go back to take a look at what we did uh, in twenty twenty two as a team, um, but I can take a look at that in here in a second and uh, and and figure that out quite easily. I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're already we've already played four extra inning games and uh thankfully we're four and oh in those games but like i would just like a little bit more offense um that's kind of i guess the overarching theme of my whole concern is just a little bit more offense that'd be like, great I just, yeah i think like, going into today going into today they had a team wrc plus of like 91 put them like 24th in baseball so the offense has been lacking it's yes. not it's not like anybody's like you know nobody's wrong you know for seeing it that way it's like yeah the offense isn't quite there yet but it's not but it's not also anemic so it's an no. interesting kind of thing but i'm with you so, on that so i just pulled up the stats from last year too we played in a grand total of 45 one run games and we were 28 and 17 in that last year. Wow. That's always the in, that's always like the biggest indicator of a good team and yes. success yeah, over yeah. a season. Yeah, really yeah. I mean because more times I mean 45 I mean, games that's what roughly It's like an obvious stat. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's roughly that's a quarter of the season. Quarter of the season, a third of the season, you know, somewhere in that ballpark. It's late. I'm not going to try to do the math. Um but yeah, I mean, it, and, and like you're right, Steve. It is a good sign of a of a good quality team. Um, really like Ahmed to get get it going too. Dude was like yeah. what, zero for six yesterday. Yeah, yeah, and he came up with a some, double play. Yeah. Came came up with guys on, and just it was it was not looking good. Now I I wonder, and I didn't mention this with Straw when we were talking about him before as one of the good things, but we mentioned. How Strahd underperformed last year, and I don't think he would ever admit it. But I wonder if, in some ways, he was kind of like, "Man, I just got paid. Like, I got to go out and do all this stuff, yeah, prove my worth." And I wonder if that led to some struggles last year, at least initially, mm-hmm. at least initially, because I think things just started compounding after that. Yeah, I almost wonder 
if Rosario in a similar fashion, Rosario's like, look, I did good last year. There's a potential that I could get re-signed here. Or there's another potential that, you know, the other outcome is I hit free agency and I'm probably the most desirable shortstop available next year. Mm-hmm. And shortstops are getting paid. Yeah. So in some regard, I'm wondering, is he pressing a little bit? Again, this is still so early that. And it, well, it's the same with Bell. It's, yeah, it's, it's the same hey, with Bell. I just, 100% I too. just got a contract. You know, yes. I'm, I'm fitting in. I'm coming to the AL for the first time. I'm trying to yeah. fit in here. I'm the cleanup hitter. You know, yeah, totally. Yeah. He was the big totally. offseason move, you know, right? Yep. Um, which with all of this, I really want to, I can't emphasize enough how early it is. And we got after the Yankees, we got the Nationals, Nationals. Yep. and then the Tigers, <laughs> and then like, like. It's 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 garbage. Juicy. Like, the rest of yeah. our the rest of our May is garbage, and we should just like if we're not in first place by the end Swap of May, like the like I might be a little bit upset. Boys. Yeah, like <laughs> yes, like we should be winning. We should be winning these series. Get quite sloppy. easily after this after this Yankees series. Like the the start facing the Mariners for two series and the Yankees. That's tough. That yeah. is tough. And then yeah. going to a lifeless Oakland Coliseum, like no one wants to play in front of five people, and like with no off <laughs> that days. couple that's banging, yeah, and no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 in the upper deck. Um, oh man! And then my last concern, uh, no shocker, is the starting pitching. Something that we thought was going to be, um, fairly stable at least one through four. I think we all. Don't have much faith in Zach Plesac. I know Steve might might disagree with what I'm about to say about Plesac, but he seemed to have pitched decent um, the other day, um, which was a welcome sign given, you know, his first outing was like, I was ready to send him to freaking like the Mexican league or someplace like that. Like, I, like, I just wanted him so far removed from major league baseball. Um, the starting pitching, like I'm, I'm almost of the mindset. And I was jokingly saying this, that when those rumors about Ahmed were bubbling, like, sweet, now we can trade some of our middle infield depth. Mm-hmm. Let's go all in. Let's go. Let's go to the brewers and say, what do you guys want for, uh, Corbin Burns? Yeah. Like, screw it. Let, like, let's do it. Yeah. Let's go no, for they would it. never do or that. Brandon Woodruff or something. Or yeah, yeah, one I mean, of yeah, those two. Right. I mean, it's not going to happen this early, and they'd probably ask for a king's ransom. But I'm like, dang, like we got to do something. We well, even like Brandon so, Woodruff or something. Yeah, it just depends on what's going to happen. Like in like you said, it's like it'll start to be clear who stinks in like June, and it'll be like, okay, we could talk to these teams about yeah. it potentially. You know. Yeah. So again, it's early. The rest of May after the Yankee series is all teams that, at least on paper, we all would have said would. <laughs> I shouldn't say all, but there are a lot of teams that, like, if you were to put, if you were having to, having to bet who would have a hundred losses, it was a lot of these teams coming up. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Okay. All right, Fabs. What do you got for any of all yours? All right. All right, so I have starting pitching has been very 
ho-hum to uh, Chris's point. Um, injuries, they're stacking up very fast and very alarmingly in pretty key positions. It's making me a little bit uncomfortable. Um, while I know we have tremendous depth, I also don't want to get into the habit of calling up a bunch of guys to pitch. We don't have a bunch of big league experience. Um, I'm okay. Maybe one or two guys throughout the season for added depth, added days off. But when you start doing that, you start getting short starts because things start to go awry. You have to start really pressing to make comebacks. You're also taxing your bullpen, which is a strength. So uh, that makes me anxious. Um, Bell has not been good. It's early. I'm sure he'll turn it around. I like that we weren't too stubborn and we've moved him down in the order. Yeah, that was quick too. That was. That was really quick. But to that point, as much as I like Ahmed Rosario, can we please get him out of the two hole? Like, I, it, it's, it, it's I will push back on that a little bit. It is, but I'll push back on it just a tad because then you start to say, well, then what's the value of putting him at six backing up like I guess at that point like Naylor and Bell or Baylor you know or Naylor Bell Bell Naylor whatever then all of a sudden it's like well then you just would have the same problem at the bottom of the order and it becomes the the thing about having like Andre Semenez down that that low right now is it gives that it feels like the lineup gets more length that that's my only argument against it. I, I I think that's fair it just you're gonna get so many more at bats at the top of the lineup, and I'd rather the 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 quantity of at bats go to Jimenez uh, than Rosario, especially when you know Quan's going to be on base at a, a a higher clip, and you know, I mean Rosario has had multiple opportunities. It's not even just a you know this ten eleven game sample size. There were issues throughout last year too, where you Steve, you said it. He He's frustrating because he's super streaky. He'll have like two weeks where he will be the best hitter on our team, and then he'll disappear for, you know, three weeks. And you're just like, oh my god, why is he on this team? So <laughs> that, right. I think that's no, I get just it. I get it. Something to watch. I I hope Tito. I hope he's. I I understand him not doing last year. Jimenez was super young. He's still super young, but he's starting to kind of build up a resume. Um. So. Well, he was I, I like to think he's. I mean, he's. Yeah, moving I up. like to think that you know he's he's seen the light a little bit, and uh, uh, yeah. So yeah, those are my. You already mentioned the defensive catching uh, is a struggle, um, and you know my only area. I think we're going to see Bo Naylor at some point. So I I think it's some like high leverage postseason. You're not going to have Zunino behind the plate like with class class A. And some of the nasty stuff he throws, like you're, you, it just doesn't make any sense. So I, I'm a little bit worried about it. But Zunino does more than enough behind the plate to like counterbalance that. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, I'm trying to think. I don't think it's cost us a game yet, but I'm just wondering if it, if, if when that day comes. Yeah, I mean it's come close. There's been it, has, a couple oh, games, yeah. it has come close a couple for games sure. where you're just kind of like, okay, some drop. I would say the drop strike threes or the miss strike threes. Yeah, that's happened two or three times now. Yeah. Um, but again, super early. 
brand new pitching staff he's working with. I know it's that true. always takes time. It's true. And we throw our guys throw a lot of junk. So I Yeah. And I mean they were in his defense, they were trying to figure out who that backup was going to be to him. Yeah. So it's not like he got all the reps that he could have gotten in spring training. Absolutely. So, no, no. And again, he's coming back from only playing like 30 games, 20 games last yeah. season. Yeah, totally, something yeah. like that. So. Yeah, overall, I'm very happy with the, the Zunino experience so far. Yeah. Um, okay, so the only thing, I mean, you know, what, what I had, you know, was like, okay, so Josh Bell, it's like, like Ahmed Rosario, he's an incredibly streaky hitter. So I'm not concerned about where Josh Bell's at right now. I'm not going to roast the guy. Uh, but I do like that he got moved down in the order uh, so quickly. So um, that's, you know, if you had to nitpick, sure, Josh Bell. Um, injuries to the rotation, this kind of goes hand in hand. So injuries to the rotation um, are certainly concerning. But I am excited to start to see some of the other young talent. Um, you know, three, four more starts in Columbus. Tanner Bibby probably oh, will yeah. get a look. Um, so that'll be cool. Uh, Logan Allen, I know his, like, I think, like, his, like, advanced stats down in the minors are, like, nuts this year. Um, he's got just wild stuff. So that's another one to look for probably sooner than later. I don't know what his actual, like, lines have been so far to start, but um, I think, like, Stuff Plus in the minors has been, like, he's, like, been one of the best. Uh, among all pitchers. So uh, that's Logan Allen. And then, um, you know, the 50 other names that we'll probably talk about. But the thing about Plesak and Quantrill, the thing about Plesak is that, like, he's giving up the hardest exit velocity of his career in two starts this year. And that, so, like, a game like Sunday, it's, like, great. We You, you, you got through it, but I just feel like you can't count. We'll never be able to count on it because no, there's going right. to be games where there's going to be games where guys are going to hit 111 off the bat and it's not going to go to the guy fielding. You know, it's going to be ripped up the middle or into the gap. So it is what it is like, whatever at this point, it's like, just stay healthy. And like, for the love of God, um, let's just start there. And, you know, We'll figure it out. The thing about Quantrill that's very interesting to me is that all of his advanced stats would suggest that he would have like a much harder time than he does. Um, and maybe it's just like the magic of him pitching at home, but like his like XERA right now is like a 494. All of the advanced stats tell you that he should be getting hit harder than he does. And it's very interesting now, to me that he, he always defies it. And it's I was going to say always, that was Cal, but hasn't that always been the case, though? It is. And it's just so interesting to me that he every year defies. It. Here's the interesting thing is like every here. Here's actually a really telling stat about Cal Quantrill. I, and I find this really intriguing is that his stat cast profile every single year of his career has had an expected ERA above four. Mm-hmm. And only once. In a in an actual season setting, only once did he go and actually go over that, where he was actually unlucky. Every year he's been t- almost two runs lower, give or take something like that, a one to two runs lower than his expected ERA every year. 
in those three seasons uh, after his like rookie season. So like the point is like, I don't know. I, I can't explain it. It's just one of those weird things that just happened. And like, I'll take it. I mean, absolutely. I'll take it. But you just wonder like, will there be a time where like that stops and you never know. No, you don't. Um, unfortunately, I'm I'm trying to find some of the stats. Some of the guys you mentioned from the Clippers. They, and, uh, he only has one start right now. I was gonna say it looks like they, it looks like both of them only have the one season. started. Yeah, yeah. They, their season started a couple of days. After. So Logan Allen, what he pitched, he had one like, like, like four and two and thirds. Yeah, gave up a hit, five strikeouts and a walk, yeah, and then Bibby went five. With four hits, zero runs. Yeah. So Pil- Pilkington got shelled. Oof. Dude, he, I mean, his t- his time's probably come and gone to be any sort of viable. Yeah. Yeah. Option. He's probably an organizational piece, spot fifth starter. I mean, unfortunately, yeah, he'll. I mean, like desperation. At least here, at least here. Yeah, right. You know, maybe that's really it. That's all I have in terms of anything relatively different. Uh, uh, you know, and really, it feel a lot of it feels like nitpicking. To be honest, oh yeah. So well, again, that 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 goes back to the fact that it's it's so early. Yeah, and again, the rest of April is going to be very telling. I looked up the schedule. Um, you know, we got the, uh, the three game series against the, the Yankees, which we obviously took game one of, um, then we have, uh, you know, off day on Thursday in DC, in Detroit, another off day back home against the Marlins against the Rockies at home. And then, uh, towards the end of the month wrapping up this the the calendar here we're in boston okay and um then we got the yankees again okay okay that's not a bad stretch that's a nice yeah, little reward I like that yeah you want me to uh you guys want me to bust out our pitch clock yeah, yeah, let's, yeah let's, let's wrap it up with that pitch clock hit me with that all right hold on let me get um, my so, um yeah i need somebody to be our timer all right who wants to go first well, say, say the question first. Okay, the question we'll, is: then, Make the case for the Guardians not winning the division. Ooh. Oh, okay. I can go okay. first on that. You want to go first? Yeah. All right. Go. Uh, Twins pitching staff is unreal to start the year. Their starting uh, rotation is like worlds better than the Guardians right now, and that makes me very nervous uh, in terms of winning the division. I could see the Twins pulling it off with their bullpen and starters not right just under 17 seconds oh okay all right i will um i'll uh i'll go now um yeah twins pitching is so far so good um white Sox, if they hang around they might be able to do something too even though i don't think they have the pitching and then last with us um if injuries continue to mount up you know i don't think the young guys are going to just be ready to to carry us into the playoffs Oh, oh, was that 18 seconds? 18 and some change. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Just under. You ready, Fabs? I'm ready. 
All right. Go. Injuries continue to mount up. For us, Twins pitching continues to be solid and healthy. Uh, their star players who usually get injured don't get injured. And Deshaun Washington goes to a game, starts a brawl in the stands, and the fans don't come out and Dolan sells the team. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they, you know, uh, uh, was I did make 18? a Deshaun Watson joke on opening day, as did the gentleman sitting two seats away from me. How nice. Yeah, yeah. It was the same joke. It was easy. It was low-hanging fruit. Um, mainly just keeping Watson out of the clubhouse and away from the massage therapist. Anybody. Yeah, yeah and, anybody. Yeah, anybody. Yeah, anybody. Keep him in a bubble. Just keep him keep far, far, far away. away from people in our city. And uh, I'm yeah. still going to bang the drum for just going to the Ravens and saying straight up, give us Lamar Jackson and we'll give you Deshaun Watson and we'll all oh be happy. Oh my God, hell yes I am. We'll give you, we'll give you our 2025 <laughs> and 2026 first as well. Here's yeah. my hot take on the Ravens <laughs> this year. Um, Lamar's coming back and they're still better than the Browns. I totally. It's that not a hot case. take at all. I mean, come on. Yeah. 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 If Lamar <laughs> comes back, I definitely think they're better than the Browns, but I don't know if he's going to stay there. Like I, he wants I the money. See, I see, and this is way off topic um, to wrap up a guardians podcast talking about a football team that's in Baltimore. Um, I see a three year deal. I see them agreeing to a three-year deal, hundred percent guaranteed, like forty, forty-five million a year or something. Somewhere like in that crazy. ballpark, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I think. I think he, I think he comes around to that original deal that they supposedly offered him or whatever, or didn't offer him. I can't keep him straight anymore. Add it to the, add it to your predict, add it to the prediction. Uh, add to the sheet that we got. Yeah. No, no. Well, that's that's football. This this is a baseball it, podcast. Turn the page. Do Chris, this. Turn the page and make any the sheet. sheet. I can't bet on it. So I no. I would do, do this. All right. Let's wrap it up this way. Let's make a second sheet moving forward that has all of our weirdo non baseball related like over unders that we do. So I like that. Keep track of just random crap that we be- pretend that we're betting on and <laughs> we're add and we're Lamar betting. Jackson. All right. The Cavs are winning the finals. Well, it's not oh going to be crazy here. All right, well, it. anyway. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that this that we'll talk about that another time. Um, but that wrap up this episode. Uh, and you can find us on Apple, Spotify. You can rate and review, subscribe. That always helps. Uh, somebody did recently, and it was and uh, very much appreciated. We should and, have um, some big news coming up too soon. I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. We'll. Uh, unveil that when the time comes but yeah yes, we should when the time uh, is right should have some updates for you soon uh and on that uh we will catch you guys later